Dakota. And I'm Amanda. Welcome back to College, College and Planet. Planet. How's it going, guys? We are here in 2021. <laughs> first episode of season two. We are so excited to be so here. So excited. We, both Dakota and I are back on campus. Dakota's in her sorority house. I'm in Towers. Yeah. <laughs> How is the sorority house? I love it so much. It's so fun. That is awesome. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so, so much for 527 downloads. It's yeah. seriously insane. And don't forget to go enter our giveaway on our Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can have extra entries. We have a bunch of um, options or chances for extra entries on our story. So keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram. And we will announce the winner in a few weeks. Uh, someone was inquiring. We've got 206 streams on Spotify, so thank you so much to those on Spotify. Uh, I don't know if we can see all of the other ones because we are on all different platforms. Y'all listen to us all over the place, and we love you guys for it. Yes, and we will do some more research, but we'll make an effort to tell you our Spotify streams uh, as well as our downloads in general. Yeah. So just a couple of reminders. Don't forget to do your FAFSA if you're a high school senior, college student. Very important. I know financial aid for us is rolling out um, next week, so quite important. And don't forget to share us with your friends. Yes, and check out our link tree. You can schedule meetings with us, and we also have a feedback form in our link tree as well. We'd love your feedback on future episodes. Linktr.ee slash college and planet. That's our link tree. Alrighty. Okay, Dakota, what is your highlight this week? No, what's your low light? Hmm. Honestly, this week has been, like, so good. I can't say I've had, like, a low, low light. Maybe. Okay, so this is going to be, it's not a horrible thing, but um, basically the walls in the house, in my sorority house, are super thin. So you can, like, hear people talking and, like, stomping down the halls. So, we have some heavy walkers in the house that literally sound like giants stomping down the halls. Um, so, that's a little annoying, but it's nothing that I can't deal with. So, that's my low light. What about you? Or is it like hardwood in there? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, my low light? I haven't really had too much, like, this past week or so, however far we're going back. Um, other than, like, I'm kind of tired and, like, the semester's been kind of stressed. Although, I will say... Um, I found out a few hours ago, there's been some weird activity in my bank account. I, yeah, oh, I checked no. it, I checked it last night before I went to bed just to see, like, how it was going, because, um, financial aid's coming in soon, and I was like, oh, there's a random $5 withdrawal for PayPal, and I was like, that's weird, I haven't used PayPal in months, and so then I went on, like, that, like, a little chat feature today with my bank, and I was like, hey, what does ACH stand for? And why is there a withdrawal? And they were like, oh, ACH just means they use, like, your your account number and your, like, the routing number, which you can only get if, like, you get into my bank account or you have one of my, like, a yeah. check. And I was like, well, maybe it has to do with, like, something I, re I recently purchased with a check, like, I paid for something, yeah. but it was through PayPal. And so then I was, I contacted PayPal, but they were like, oh, we'll get back to you within a few hours, and then it's been a couple hours, and I'm like, what the heck, so. Yeah, I would definitely go, to, like, file a report with your bank, and they'll, like, refund you the money. Well, and it's only $5, but it's like, if someone has my info, yeah, that's, that's kind of serious. That's so, um, I don't know how long the bank is open today, but I don't, I think I'm too busy, so I think tomorrow I'm going to go and close the account and reopen it. Yeah, I would do the same. Um, 
So that's a little wild. Like, I know $5 isn't a lot, but if someone has my info, it's a little worrisome. Yeah, no, that's how they get you because they make small payments every once in a while so you don't notice That's it. what my mom said. Because you would notice it if, like, $200 came out of your account. But you yeah. wouldn't notice, like, $5, like, yeah. unless you check your account every day. And it's, like, I haven't, like, I can see my PayPal transfers, and I don't even have that bank account connected to PayPal. Yeah. That, so see, I was definitely, like, something yeah, upsetting though. here. So, yeah. That's, um, that's scary. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's your highlight? I do want to add another little light. I've been okay. a little overwhelmed with schoolwork. That is true. Just because I don't know, like, where to start. Like, and I have started. It's just a little stressful. But yeah, my highlight, I have two highlights. Um, I have been loving living in the house. It's been so great for my mental health. Like, I'm already feeling great being there and living with my sorority twin. And it's just, it's great overall. And today, I purchased Disney tickets. So, I'll be going to Disney soon, which I'm super excited about because the last time I went to Disney, my sister was a baby, and she just turned 12. Oh my gosh, that'll be fun. It's been so long, and, like, I've been wanting to go to Disney for so long, like, watching Disney vlogs, so I'm super excited. What's your highlight? I think my highlight is finally getting all my roommates back together. We picked up Liv from the airport on Saturday, um, and kind of all getting settled back into our groove. I'm really excited for the semester. I start my internship next week. I am... That's so exciting. Yeah, so stoked. Looking forward to a lot of things. That's really exciting. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Let's get into this episode. For today's episode, we are going to be analyzing Zac Efron's Down to Earth show on Netflix, episode 5, about Lima, Peru. Yeah. This was a pretty good episode. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this episode. This is definitely one of the episodes that that stuck out to me the first time that I could pull information from when I first watched the show, not analyzing it for the podcast. Yeah. So it starts off, it's like a jokingly serious intro about a world without potatoes, and it's Zac Efron's narrating, and it's it's, it's a joke, um, but kind of not in a way. And he talks about it later, but I thought it was funny how it was like a movie trailer. Yeah, I was like, we gotta have our potato savior. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I will go on a bit of a rant about potatoes. But they are in Lima, Peru, for the main part of the episode, but they do start in New York, and they're talking about apples and how they come from Central Asia and Kazakhstan. And I, I, thought, I thought that was pretty cool, and like knowing where I, I didn't know where apples came from. You think about Johnny Appleseed, and that's like as far as most people know about the start of apples, but really they have a long history. Yeah, and um, they mentioned um, that apples came from like Kazakhstan, and like how Borat was filmed there apparently, <laughs> which is just like a fun little thing. But I'm just blown away by the fact that Darren knows so much about food processes yeah. and, like, where stuff comes from. Yeah. Because Zac Efron didn't believe him until they went and talked to the people from Angry Orchard. Yeah. So, but on the way to the orchard, they talk about how successful Zac is and he was famous, but he wasn't rich and he always had to present a certain way. And I always like the realness moments they have here where he talks about his success and his fame. <sighs> Made me think about how a lot of celebrities like will you don't always know what's going on like they could be you could be like oh my gosh that's my favorite like John Mulaney wow I love him so much but then I found out recently he went into rehab and like he relapsed and I was like oh gosh you know Mm -hmm. and so hearing Zac Efron talk about how he literally got calls from his mom saying he looked disheveled yeah I was like I couldn't imagine always being washed like that yeah he literally said he felt like he was getting dressed for a runway show every day due to like paparazzi always being around him like just going to the store you have to like get dressed up like yeah i can't imagine yeah and he said um 
the fact that he just showed up in movies and had a desire, like, he has a desire to make a difference in the world, mm-hmm. and he hated that he was popular just for, like, doing movies. Like, he's not, he wasn't standing for anything. He didn't yeah. have anything to make a difference with. Yeah. And he specifically said this quote that really, like, stuck with me. He said, success without purpose is a pretty meaningless life. Yeah. So, he's succeeding, and he was trying to find a purpose or something to stand behind, like Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. who stands behind climate change, like these other um, people stand behind like voting and yeah. stuff like that. But he didn't, he was just famous because he was an actor, you know? Yeah. And he wanted to expand that and be more successful with making a difference in the world. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. But then they get to this orchard, um, it is Angry Orchard. Um, I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. I was like, that kind of sounds familiar. And then I was like, isn't that an alcohol company? Yes, it is. Um, But they make cider there. And they have two different kinds of apples in their orchard. They have, like, culinary apples. And then they have apples specifically for cider. I definitely enjoyed this part. But I just, like, you could see the guy who originally owned the Mm -hmm. orchid came. And this just, like shows that like small family businesses are like have been taken over by big corporations angry orchard took over this guy's yeah orchid farm yeah this guy jeff he'd had the orchard for over 50 years but he was bought by angry orchard and he does say it's like a year-round job to keep up with but it made me kind of sad although i was glad he was still there because that's probably like a lot of his life yeah i agree they do mention something really important and i talk about it a lot but they define it it's biodiversity. They say it's the variety of life in the world or a particular habitat or ecosystem. Um, this is actually a big thing in my Bio 2 class. Uh, it's a big thing we're going to focus on a large part of our class. I'm super excited. I'm super passionate about biodiversity. Um, it's a big like thing envir- in my environmentalism and activism is biodiversity. Um, and um, I mean, You guys have heard me talk about that a lot, about how important it is. Yes. Um, so I was glad they talked about it. Yeah, me too. And um, they talked about, like, the quote, an apple a day keeps the doctor away yeah. while they're at this orchard. Um, and they said that it originally was meant for the encouragement of apple eating instead of drinking cider yeah. and worked with the prohibition movement, which yeah. I had no idea. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, I thought that was really wild that they, that all happened during prohibition and, like, apples. Yeah, and the fact that the cider came first, not the apple. Well, like, obviously the apple came first, but, like... People were drinking cider drinking before cider. they were eating apples. Yeah, exactly. So, that, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, although, they do say that apples are a superfood and full of awesome stuff that's amazing for you, and it's like, yeah. I, I, I would hope that would be kind of... Not, like, obvious, but, you know. I like apples. What color apples do you like? I wish I liked apples more, but... Really? I like green apples, but I rarely eat apples. Oh, I and, like It almost made earlier. me want to eat apples. Like, <laughs> I had a nice crunchy one earlier. It was really good. <laughs> I, I only like the really dark red ones, the super sweet ones. Mm-hmm. I don't like sour apples. Um, anyway, uh, I liked this thing that said farmers consider themselves guardians of the land. They want to take care of it. And I was like, I, I don't always think of farmers that way. You know, um, but farmers struggle so much with, like, prices and, like, being abused by the system. And plus, farmers themselves have issues with diversity and different things. Um, and it was something we looked at at Gender and the Environment last semester. Um, mm-hmm. But seeing farmers as guardians of the land is, like, really interesting. Yeah, I agree. And um, when they met up with the guy who had previously owned the um, 
orchard he said that he can see like he saw like the last 100 years and he can see like the next 100 yeah. years at the orchard and that i honestly like when he said that i didn't believe it fully because it's honestly just depending on environmental conditions whether it will be up and running still you know right so then they head to peru um and they talk uh, they're, they're kind of talking about peru and like where they are and different things uh, and the biodiversity in Peru is out of this world. Um, Zach is saying how it needs to be protected from deforestation and biopiracy. Now, of course, we all know what deforestation is. You know, South America, there's a lot of issues with, like, the Amazon and various rainforests being torn down. Um, and that can cause a domino effect for lots of different things, including climate change. Um, but I would hope that would be kind of obvious. Now, biopiracy, that is the theft of, like, raw plants and, like, um, like seeds and different things, and then growing them elsewhere illegally. Yes. And, um, we'll touch more on this when they actually get into it in the episode, but I just want to put that out there, like, bio and piracy. So, like, bi- like, piracy is if you download, like, a movie online illegally, you know, you like, you're, yeah. you're doing that, something illegal, and then it's the bio, so it's the life. So, mm-hmm. like, taking illegal life in a way. Yeah. And Peru actually has 70% of Earth's species. Dang, that's, that's a lot. so much biodiversity. Yeah. Like, that's literally insane. Yeah. Um, but first stop is the International Potato Center. It has the largest collection of potato strains in the world. Yeah, they collect and, like, preserve genetic material of potatoes. So the reason they do is there are various doomsday centers that protect plant life. That there's tons of these like big centers all over the world, and it's just in case. And that's a very important just in case because if something happens, like there's like nuclear fallout or like climate change gets so extreme, um, various other things, uh, potatoes are a good source of carbs and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love potatoes so much that is my favorite food. They're so versatile. <laughs> they are so full of like nutrients and like carbs like back in kind of the olden days the potatoes were such a good sort like that helped keep people healthy because it gave them the energy they needed because it's a plant yeah. and we because the way plants get energy like photosynthesis and all that it's very nutrient rich and when we eat that we get all of that like nutrient and energy and stuff so potatoes are way better than like chips wait no chips are from potatoes um <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, like, the natural, like, potato, like, baked potatoes are a lot better yeah. than chips for you because of the uh, processing. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm craving a baked potato. I know, me too. <laughs> I'll have that for dinner. Oh, no, I have to talk about Okay, I'm all over the place today. Um, but potatoes can easily keep someone alive for a while because they have all, I believe you said nine nutrients yes. needed. Um, going back, like, a little bit on the biopiracy thing, um, they specifically said, like, in the episode, it's the theft of, like, resources, Mm -hmm. and that made me think of, like, what America does to other countries kind of thing. So, like, how we take resources from, um, developing countries or third world countries, and they can't develop because we're using all their resources. Yeah, like, mining for electronics and everything. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we may be giving them a little bit of, like, a profit, but, like, we're not, we're such a consumption country. Like, we're just taking and not giving. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, if you've heard of Ireland's potato famine, that was actually due to capitalism and racism, and this kind of touches on that. So, back when the potato famine happened, um, it, Ireland was a colony of Britain, and you, like, we said, like, there's tons of strings of potatoes. 
Well, Ireland only had one strain of potato. Britain would not allow them to have another strain of potato. And that's not because of biopiracy. It's because Britain wanted to extort Ireland for all of that. Yeah. Um, and so they had one thing of potato and then a like one of the potatoes got sick like it mutated and it spread to like all of the rest of the potatoes in the country and so everyone starved because potatoes are such a good source of everything that when they lost their potatoes it decimated them um and britain was like Meh, whatever like they didn't they didn't even care and so in ireland this time had been like fighting for freedom and independence and all that yeah. and so that's when they dipped and came to north america and the u.s mm-hmm. and started colonies there but um, the like the British did not care about their Irish colonies at all. Yeah, right? no, literally yeah. not at all. Because they were just trying to get their land, basically. Yeah, they were like, like "No, you're going to keep earning us money and stuff, so we can continue to grow our empire." Yeah, which is a lot of how the world is still run today. Yeah. Yeah. So some fun history facts for you there. Additionally, we need food that is resistant to climate change and that it can, like, withstand, like, um, continuous temperature changes, temperature changes, um, because if, like, if we don't have food that can withstand extra, like, more heat or more cold, we won't have food in a few years. Um, this is, this kind of ties into the issue with Florida's citrus. While we have depleted our soil, our citrus has not been able to totally hand because, like, warmer, or because winters are somewhat warmer and then when, when they're cold they get really really cold and then summers are just extra long and dry and then all of the rain and the hurricanes and everything um our oranges haven't really been able or our citrus in general haven't totally been able to adapt yeah. and so if we depended on citrus to like to survive we wouldn't have that and so it's really important to have food that can help resist climate change so they have a gene bank here which you're going to talk about yes. um that they can help try to modify and help along these plants that'll help fight climate change. Not fight climate change, but be able to withstand it. Yeah, and um, basically no one is allowed, like, in this gene bank besides the scientists who, like, work there. Yeah. So it was really, like, a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that Zach Efron and Darren were able to go into this gene bank in general. There was tons of security. They had to put on, like, jackets and, like, little booties. Yes, exactly. And so basically what they're doing is they're doing um, research to create multiple different strands of potatoes that would be able to grow in different conditions so you can see later on the on in the episode that they have um like little like pipe cleaner like pipe cleaners and they have like drilled holes in each one of them and they're able to grow like different plants and potatoes from that from barely any like nutrients in the soil because they have done all these like genetic research in order to protect us in the end if we have a major food shortage right you know and you can see the scientists wearing masks and I just thought it was like kind of wild that like only scientists and like doctors and people would wear masks and but now it's like so normal that we all do yeah it was just like weird to see that yeah I still kind of flinch with it but it, yeah. it is from a couple of years ago so you know um something they said is that this is another side of conservation and that kind of blew my mind because i was like oh like yeah conservation is so encompassing because we think of conversation conservation as in keeping like protected lands and undeveloped lands and like natural habitats and stuff but it's also like preserving life like you like we see it like animals go extinct and like like the dodo bird 
like (laughs) that's extinct but we kind of know about it or it's like species that have slowly died off but we still kind of have like their information but this is with food and that's really important for us is to conserve that and to like keep the genetic material like in case something happens or if like all potatoes somehow you know get really sick we still have some that we can use and regrow yes um and in this gene bank it is 44.6 degrees fahrenheit so a bit above like freezing level it's not quite there yet but it's still pretty cold like i would want a couple jackets yeah yeah that's because we're floridian (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah um and they do have 4600 different kinds of potatoes that is so many different kinds of potatoes literally we only have like four or five different kinds in the grocery store yeah and they have backups of backups in different countries yeah so i don't even have that of my passwords yeah (laughs) or on my phone i don't have backups of that uh, but then th- there's this other freezer that is negative four degrees Fahrenheit, which is below freezing. Like that remember. is that's really really freezing, and the seeds there can stay for a hundred years. That is crazy to me. Yeah, a hundred years, like the yeah. seeds. And there's it's like a small little freezer, and there's yeah. millions and millions of seeds in there. I know that could provide for the whole world. Like, yeah, that. It's a small, like, it's yeah. smaller than a closet. Like, it's, like, a closet size, yeah. you know? Well, there, I've heard there's rumors that another missile crisis is going to happen again because s- someone did something with Cuba. Yeah. So if we have, like, if we're going to war, like, we're going to need that. I know that's a little morbid, but... Yeah, but, like, the fact that we have to prepare for stuff just because of, like, war. Like, yeah. the fact that he specifically said in the episode war, and this was, like, two, like a few years ago, so we didn't know that, like, we would have this problem with Korea and, like, now all this missile crisis thing that's happening. Like, there's so much stuff happening in the world. Yeah, it's so hard to keep up with. And it is, but, like, the fact that we have to prepare, Mm -hmm. like, I get for world famine because we don't take care of our environment, but, Mm -hmm. like, for war, like, the fact that we can't just, like, be peaceful is just so annoying to me. Yeah. Um... Oh, and then for funsies, they cover a GoPro in liquid nitrogen, and it literally freezes. Um, I wanted to mention that this is very much privilege to be able to do that. Yeah. Because GoPros are not not cheap. They're not cheap. Yeah. You know? And it's cool to see that, like, what they're using liquid nitrogen for in these experiments, because it's been used for so many more things now, like freezing ice cream. Mm-hmm. We literally down the road have a liquid nitrogen ice cream shop. Really? Yeah. I go there. You didn't know that? Where is it? It's, um, you go down Gemini Boulevard, and then you take a left on the LFA, and then you take a right into that parking lot by Dollar Tree. Oh! And it's right there. It's literally a liquid nitrogen ice cream shop. Like, they I gotta try it. all this stuff for so many different purposes now. That's cool. And originally, it was just for scientists' use, you know? Yeah. My, my roommate uses that for her research. Um, okay, then they leave the potato place and they meet up with Ivan. Um, and he spends his career cultivating food for this kind of research. His latest stuff is yakon, which has high levels of antioxidants and that has so many health uses. Yeah. Like, you see that on, like, different, like, on, like, I see it especially on tea because I drink a lot of tea. It's, like, high in antioxidants and that's good for, like, your immune system and your skin and so many things. Yeah, and it's basically um type of it's like a molasses honey type of Mm -hmm. like syrup um thing and it's very low on sugar so it's pretty healthy for you and it's 
illegal anywhere else but Peru yeah. to grow because they want to preserve their biodiversity. Yeah. Um, but he is trying to, like, him and, like, his whole thing is trying to get more education to the U.S. to help people because it's a natural medicine in a way. Um, specifically, they said diabetics can use it. It's almost like a cheat because diabetics have issues with, like, sugar and processing carbs and different things that this will, they can eat just fine and it won't, like, totally harm their blood sugar levels, um, which blood sugar doesn't totally relate to sugar, um, but it can help them in that way. Yeah, and something not so, like, on topic, but, like, just about that scene in general, mm-hmm. like, they had an interpreter because Ivan didn't speak English, mm-hmm. um, but one thing, like, yes, the interpreter is talking, but I feel like they should have looked more at Ivan, because, yeah. like, to respect him and what he's saying, because mm-hmm. he's feeling like he's talking to nobody, because they're listening to the girl. Yeah, know? and I noticed they do that a few times in the series. Like, when they did that, when they went to Italy and they were in the graveyard, they did that to the guy who was smoking the cigar on the thing. They oh, kind of yeah. ignored him. And that happens a lot. Um, I've seen it happen a lot with deaf people, mm-hmm. and that's just because I've taken, like, some ASL courses, and yeah. I, I try to immerse myself in deaf culture. Um, but that's, like, that's a thing they teach you, is, like, you look at the person, and the interpreter will, like, do everything else. Yeah. Um, that's beside the point. Something they talk about next is that famine isn't always about scarcity, it's about distribution. And I, this is something, we've talked about it before, um, like, it's a, and it's about accessibility too, in my opinion. Um, the U.S. specifically, but the world, the developed world, not even developed, but the Western world throws out so much food. So we had tons of food, but it won't make it to the shelves just because it looks a little weird. Like, if a bell pepper, Mm -hmm. like, has, like, an extra lump, and the bell pepper's fine it still gets thrown away or like the apple has two heads you know that happens all the time in nature but we're like oh it looks weird and so we throw it out we have too many high expectations yeah as like americans like america is a definitely a big consumption country Mm -hmm. and like i said before we don't like to give we like to take yeah for our personal needs so like distribution is definitely a problem with world famine because we are such a big consumer that mm-hmm. we are taking so much of these resources yeah. when, like, if you don't like your dinner, you throw it in the trash. Like, yeah. that could go to third world countries, and they would appreciate that, you know? Yeah. It's and just... and then you also think about how, um, and like you said earlier about us, like, wanting, like, taking from other people, we also, like, there are McDonald's that are in, like, non-Western countries mm-hmm. and in places, and then that harms their health because, like, fast food and, all, like, all of this, the unhealthy stuff. And it's, like, it's just such an issue. And sure, like, that doesn't necessarily relate to famine, but it's still such an issue with food distribution and resources and accessibility yeah. and what goes where. Because, sure, globalization can be a good thing, but it's so harmful because we have the option here between McDonald's and, like, Tropical Smoothie or something. But if they just have a McDonald's and then there's, like, no food elsewhere or something. Yeah. Like... It's, it's, it's like, literally there's, like, a KFC and, like, a Burger King, like, right in front of the Great Pyramids of Egypt. Really? Like, literally, you can, you can take a picture of the signs of the restaurants, and then the Great Pyramid of Egypt are right there. They're right there. Well, and this is something I saw, I know we're kind of going on a tangent, this is something I saw on TikTok of environmental racism, and I think of environmental racism as, like, pollution different things, but it also extends to, like, the environment, like, like, buildings and stuff. This guy was going around the two different parts of his town, I forget which town, but on the, like, 
bad quote, I'm putting this in our quotes, bad side, there was like, you saw McDonald's, KFC, um, Checkers, Burger King, etc. Maybe a grocery store, liquor store, liquor store, strip club, liquor store, KFC, all of this type of stuff. And you're just like, okay, well, like, okay. And then he goes to the other side, grocery store, grocery store, CVS, Walgreens, grocery store, maybe um, vegan restaurant, this and that. Yeah. And it's like, and if you couldn't, it, like, when I said the bad side, because the bad side, quote, was the ones with mostly, mostly black people or and people yeah. of color mm-hmm. and BIPOC. And then the other side was the more gentrified side and, like, um, affluent side. And it's just the thing of racism of how, like, things are distributed unevenly, even in our own country, even in our own states and our own cities. And then that applies on a global scale when you get to other countries and they can't, like, people can't stick up for themselves, they can't point it out, you know? And it's a whole thing, and that just really, really opened my eyes to environmental racism on a new scale. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm not excited, but I'm intrigued to explore that in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to add that I wouldn't be surprised if world famine showed up now. I, yeah. The year we've had, I'm I'm ready for the aliens to walk. <laughs> I'm ready to wake up. Aliens are gonna be outside my door. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm not like, faced okay. anymore. That's fine. Not faced anymore. Whole generations like that. Um. Anyway, biopiracy hurts everyone. Uh, yes. Buying pirated goods, they have pesticides. They don't have as many nutrients. It's not nearly as healthy, especially with the yacon. And that was the whole thing that they talked about was because the yacon was pirated to. China, and then if you buy a con from, I think it's the con, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you buy it from China, it's not going to have the same benefits we talked about. It's, yeah. it's morphed, it's it's mutated, all these different things. Um, so, biopiracy is bad. Yes. Well, then they meet up with this guy, we forget his name, <laughs> but he is like uh, almost pro skateboarder, but also like the best chef in... Live or Lima? Yeah, he's so. one of the best chefs in the in like he's the best chef in the country and one of the best in the world. Yeah, he was gonna go a pro skateboarder, then he had a couple accidents, and so now he is a chef. Yeah, so um, he owns this restaurant, and he is basically talking about like where he gets his food from, and he has this table set up that has holes in it where the ingredients are just laid like in the holes, so the table's like completely flat, and you can see all these ingredients. And he talks about how they're all locally sourced from one one altitude one region one ecosystem one altitude oh wow. and i was like this is the definition of sustainably oh, sourced yeah. locally sourced he even takes darren and zach to the market that he gets his food from and they like buy yeah. stuff there and you think like chefs and famous restaurants have to get their ingredients from a special place it's like no he gets them down the street like yeah and i that is that's so awesome it's more nutritional that was something interesting they said was that the farther it travels, the less nutritious it gets. Yeah, I can understand that. That's wild to me. And then they got, like, these mango smoothies in the marketplace where he shops for his food. And mm-hmm. I was like, what would he get for one of those mango smoothies? I know. It looks so good. Um, they say where it comes from and who grew it matters. And that factors in the sustainability. And that's back to, like, the farmers and stuff I talked about. But it's, like, you think about where it comes from. If you import food from, like, Asia and you import it to, like, the eastern U.S., all of that, like, carbon footprint into, like, traveling and all of that, how it, like, flying on a plane or on a boat, on a boat, on a freight thing, and then goes on a truck and all that different stuff. And you think it's okay, but it's not as healthy. Yeah. And then it is Darren's birthday. 
That's so, so sweet. He has a vegan dinner, which I was like, yay, vegan dinner for Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a whole celebration. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and the fact that he had a mini tomato with a candle is so funny to me. <laughs> Like, so funny. And then I got... I literally was watching the episode and I yelped because Camu Camu Juice from the Amazon Jungle, I actually learned about this in my AP Spanish class. Really? So, it is native to Peru. Other places make it, but it is, like, a special cultural drink in Peru. And most of the time, they come in these handcrafted, like, cups that are carved and made from um, local Peruvians. And it's, like... A very special meal to the Peruvian culture so I thought that was like super interesting that that's like one of his favorite like drinks yeah that is, that's so cool and then they talked about um how you can get full from a meal at McDonald's but your nutrients are being starved yeah so that's something I think about a lot I thought that was like super interesting because like anytime I go to McDonald's or somewhere like even if I'm going to Burger King and I'm getting the Beyond Burger which is technically like healthy or mm-hmm. not healthy but like it's technically better for you than something you else yeah than like me and I go there and I still feel like yes I'm full but I still feel gross after eating best food yeah. all the time yeah and that's something I'm trying to try to explore this semester um and like this year is trying to eat healthier and different things um but you know that's something we can talk about later and then the next day, they it starts with them, like, meditating on the roof of the hotel, and it zooms out, and they're, like, next to the pool, and they're talking about breathing, and, like, you have to exercise your lungs, too. And it, I thought it was just really cute, and they were, like, trying to stay grounded and all that. Yeah, and I really love the character development with Zach. I feel like oh, yeah. in this episode, you can truly see, like, how far he has come and mm-hmm. how much he was enjoying, because even at the birthday dinner, he was, like like lifelong friends like this is like an amazing trip yeah you think a few episodes he'd be laughing about sitting and breathing yeah you know and then he's just sitting there breathing like just living life you know yeah and that's how i want to (laughs) be um and then they go sandboarding uh it's like snowboarding but on sand dunes and i was like that'd be very hard to walk up and if like you go far and you have to walk i I was like, I'd try it, and someone would carry me up and down. <laughs> you <laughs> know? <funny. laughs> well, it looks hard. Like, walking through sand is yeah, hard. It is. But I think that it's such a cool thing. Like, yeah, it did look really cool. Um, but on the way, the car ride there, Dan was sleeping, and it was just, like, funny to me for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, and they showed, like, Zach, like, signing the waiver on a yeah. Samsung phone, I was like, that's an ad. <laughs> I was like, that's totally an ad. Well, he was, he was wearing a matching hat and shirt, and it was, like, a company, and I was like, like, I don't know sneak, if that's what he wears. Or they, like, okay, they sneak little ads in here every once in a while that, like, go with the flow, but you can tell, like, it's a specific company that they're, like, they're like, oh, that's cool, you're, like, drawing on your phone, and it's, like, Samsung, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, an ad. You know? Product placement. Uh, whatever, capitalism. <laughs> um, and... He said that they were going to eat shit, basically. <laughs> and they really did fall down a lot, and it yeah. was so funny to me. Yeah. Um, but then after all that, he is doing a voiceover, and he brings in climate change, and how there's more des- desertification of, like, farmland and different things. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to famine, too, and how we treat our environment. It's not great. Um, and that's quite troublesome, because no one should have to go without food. Yeah. Uh, and I, I quite agree. 
I agree. And he is talking about how it isn't a joke and how, yeah. like, it, it's definitely nice to see that there are steps being taken with mm-hmm. this food production. Um, and then he kind of ends it all off like, what is a world without french fries? And I was like, haha. Yeah, but because but he, he says the intro he did in the beginning, the joking one, is semi-serious because... Yeah a world without potatoes like okay well now we have other substitutes but it's still like how what is the level of what food do you take away until we are like you know can't whatever survive. Yeah. yeah and it's like you said nutrient starved like mm-hmm. how far until we're nutrient starved um and so climate change is having this big effect and that's going to impact our food it's going to impact our communities mm-hmm. it's going to impact our food because stuff's going to flood and stuff's going to be destroyed from storms and yeah. natural events. And we're not going to be able to eat. And our nutrients in our soil is going to be starved and stripped. Yeah, so especially in Florida and coastal communities. Exactly. We, we're we already having trouble growing different yeah. crops. Because like, the limestone underneath is um, getting full of seawater. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So think about that. Maybe how it relates to your life. You know, maybe be more appreciative of your food and more conscientious of what you eat. Yes. And then at the end, um, they, they said that their, the production dog died, which was, like, Aww. sad. Yeah, and it was a little, it was a little cutie, mm. it was a cutie bulldog. Okay, maybe the next episode will be happier. Yeah, it was just, like, it was a fun, fun-filled episode, and it got serious at the end, and it really yeah. was, like, yes, like, you enjoyed the episode, but you also have to think, like, yeah, what you, where what are you eating? Where is that coming from? You know? Yeah. It's just food for that, literally. Food <laughs> for that, yeah. Alright, guys, thank you so much for what or watching. <laughs> Alright, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, uh, stay tuned. Next week, we're back on our regular schedule. Um, as always, share with your friends. Let us know how we did. Hit us up on social media. What's our Instagrams? And Instagram... Uh, what are our social medias? So our College and Planet social media is at College and Planet for Instagram and YouTube and at College and Plan One for Twitter. And then my Instagram is at Dakota Page H P A G E and my YouTube is also Dakota Page H. My Instagram is Amanda D U H dot zero one. My YouTube is Amanda Craig. You can email us at collegeandplanet at gmail.com. You can fill out our Linktree and Google form and all sorts of different things. Hit us up for tours and general info, Zooms, all that good stuff. You can schedule meetings with us where we can help you through any processes of the college applications or any questions you have about choosing a college as well as sustainability. If you really just want to get on a Zoom call with us and have a discussion with us, we'd be lucky and glad to do that yeah i could rant about this stuff forever if you couldn't yes. tell um and also send us your content suggestions we want to hear from you tell us what you guys want rate us on apple Podcasts, wherever else you listen tell us how we're doing and of course our giveaway will be ending in a few weeks so stay tuned on our instagram and twitter go enter our giveaway there's a post on both twitter and instagram and then we occasionally will have bonus entries on our instagram stories so yeah. make sure you're paying attention to that yeah, enter our giveaway. We, my friends keep asking. They come over and they see it under the Christmas tree because we still have it up. Uh-huh. And they're like, is that for me? And I'm like, no. no it's <laughs> a giveaway present. But yes, we will see you guys in next week's episode. All right. Bye. bye.